Hello, and welcome to another episode of Anime Countdown. I'm your host, LB, and joining me as always is CT. Hi there. So, a few months ago, we did an episode of Anime Countdown where we listed our favorite anime opening artists of all time. The guidelines that we followed for that was that the artist had to be someone who's done at the opening theme for at least three different anime and we also had some personal restrictions in place for me it was the kaijura rule which is i can't mention any band that yuki kaijura has ever been part of and ct had a couple of his own yoko kano i believe was one of them (laughs) yes because what we restricted our, you know, top when we did the favorite composers, we decided that we shouldn't let them intrude into every other music category all the time. So I restricted anything Yoko Kano, uh, uh, what is it, uh, immediately associated, though I, I did pull a, uh, a curveball towards the end. Um, and I also personally excluded Megumi Hayashibara because I considered her a gimme. (laughs) So today we are going to revisit this topic and what we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to rename all the artists that we mentioned on that original podcast. If you don't remember who we named, you're welcome to go back and listen to that one and then come back to this one. Don't worry, we'll wait for you. I Uh, I would encourage listening to that one first because there will probably be a lot more conversation about the artists in general and the overall body of work and uh, other comparisons. Whereas here, I think we're going to try to focus right around particular OPs. Yeah, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking those favorite artists that we mentioned and we're going to choose our favorite song by that artist. So I will warn you that this is going to be an incredibly experimental episode because we're going to be attempting to insert music into the broadcast If there are any hiccups along the way, please forgive them, and we'll try to smooth things out next time. Also, I want to go ahead and mention that you should stay tuned to the very end of the podcast because we're debuting a new regular feature this week. Uh, We don't have any honorable mentions, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to jump right into things. Uh, Let's go ahead. We're going to start with CT. CT... For your fir- what was your first one, and let's talk about what they've done. My first from the other cast, unless my notes are incorrect, but I'm pretty sure I got it right, is uh, Ali Project. Uh, I believe stylized with all capital letters, one of those. So, uh... I think Ali Project has a very particular tone most of the time. <laughs> I largely associate Ali Project with uh, uh, Rose and Maiden because they've done a, a crap ton of Rose and Maiden stuff. And, and I remember the, for anime music quiz, I remember the uh, theme song for another 
what is it? Largely because I'm like, oh, this sounds a lot like a Rosen Maiden one, but it isn't. So therefore, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, there's, you know, there's been a, a good, at least as far as the openings, there's been a good dozen or so. So not not a huge breadth of catalog, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure what counts as huge. I remember going into our initial cast feeling very vexed because so many of my very favorite things are for artists that could not qualify because they literally did two openings and two endings, so they're not going to qualify for when we do the ED version of this very same <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. So some of them, you know, especially because I'd already eliminated a, a couple options, some of them were were a little harder to settle through. Uh, but Ellie Project, I, I like the overall sound, and the my particular favorite of it is uh, largely why... Uh, why it cemented it so uh obviously for any and all of the people we bring up we would encourage folks go and conceivably you know look them up go through uh the songs that are being mentioned go through uh their catalog in general uh you can use uh one of the easier sites for it is called themes.moe which uh you can just click on an artist or uh, click on a year and you get a big list of everything that they've done in alphabetical or sortable order and you can you know go by OPZDs. now maybe you get sick too quickly but hey that's how it goes. <laughs> i'm on my notes i cut them off but i know what i'm going with my my particular runner-up uh, is the second opening from the anime Katana Gatari. Uh, Good choice. I think it's overall very strong. I think it uh, is, a, is a little bit wider <laughs> than many of the others get. Um, but uh, uh, it's not a, we're not going to discuss visuals or anything in depth for the runners-up because that'll That'll start taking a bit too much time. I, I assume you're familiar with it. So if if you were uh, if you were going to pick a a favorite from amongst Alley Project works, where would where would you land? Ali Project is one of those bands that, and I've mentioned this before on the previous cast, is that I used to love them. Uh, I actually saw them in concert at my very first SakuraCon uh, that I worked at as press. I got to watch them perform, which was just amazing. Um, but after a while, they started to get, you know, a little samey. So it's difficult to choose at this point because I've been exposed to so much, to so many of their songs via anime that sometimes it's hard to remember which one is which. Uh, but if I had to go with a favorite, I would actually go with the one that you chose, and that would be the theme from Noir. Okay. I guess uh, drop that puppy. Yeah, so let's go ahead and take a listen to this. Baby, I'm not here to 
That's just stuff. Uh, so but <laughs> before we lean in, I suppose I'll bring up the the elephant in the room that I assume drives most people in general, and I guess we can keep track uh, as to how it affects our choices going forward. And uh, you know, of course, with anything you're you're leaning on the music, I imagine first and foremost, but as is the case with music in general, the more you have listened to something, uh, the more it sits in and it feels like it, it just creates a place for itself. So uh, I, I think depth of how often you've watched the show, especially for OPs in this case, so you're mixing the visuals, how often you've watched the show and that, uh, specifically how highly you rate the show, I imagine, affects a whole lot of this. So uh, I'm trying to remember if Noir ends up being the strongest show of that catalog. I, th I think Katana Guitari is a stronger show, uh, but Noir, I suppose, is more of a, uh, a particular time period. But both of them get leaned on. I've watched all of Rosen Maiden as well, a number of the things. I have more of the OP catalog, apparently, uh, here. But uh, so, yeah, I, th I think it's I think it's definitely the music quality that affects it for me most strongly. Uh, but I think that the stylization of the OP in this case also works very much for it. It's it's not just scenes from anime or might as well be scenes from anime just better animated. There's strong uh, uh, color theory and solid coloring. It, it It's stylized in an interesting way. Uh, it feels like it, it definitely conveys at least the what to expect from the show. You don't get a whole lot of feel for the main characters. They're both kind of presented equivalently as far as, you know, <laughs> being badass girls with guns. Uh, some, something of a theme for this director. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're good scene choices uh, running down a, a hallway. There's nice light and darkness in here. Uh, the other characters... Uh, again, there's there's some of the slow moving parts with the uh, with the fan blade slowly spinning. There's definitely going to be a a Bond sort of feel from this, so I think that they're steering a little bit in a Bond intro theme direction uh, uh, in some parts visually. And when you start seeing some of the major other characters, again, they sort of claim a a particular color palette uh, that's striking against uh, uh, the rest of the stuff and and move on to particular themes. It's it's not, you know, too offbeat, but I like the overall uh, visuals from it, obviously, uh, as stated that the music's going to be the first driver, but I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely the the best of the batch. Uh, it is on my chronological list. When I mention my chro my chrono list, 
uh, I have a, a list, and, and maybe we'll have to bring it up at some point. I, I have sort of a challenge list uh, where I go by year since I, since I started watching anime, or as far back before that as I wanted, and I list my favorite OPs from each year, trying to limit myself to one or two in a year. So of Noir's year, it, uh, this was definitely among the numbers, so it's, it's one of my favorites overall. From uh, from that perspective, which I suppose you would expect if you're gonna throw the artist <laughs> uh, uh, in your in your top list. So the thing is with Noir is that the opening animation from this particular director and studio and this particular trilogy, uh, the Noir. Out the noir series is the one that sets itself up the best with its opening animation. Madlock's is opening animation is a little more artsy, which is you know fine because that series is a little more artsy in its presentation. A noir is a little more straightforward, as is El Castor de la Bruja. Noir. Uh, sets it like I was saying sets itself up really well it um, really presents that opening animation where it looks like you're about to watch a spy story it really sets that up well with the action and the running I love that it set it foreshadows a little bit of the story with the hanging daggers I forget if the text on that sheet of paper that you uh that you go by reveals anything in particular about it because it's all in French, so almost no one's going to know what it means anyway. Yeah. I feel like I should have researched and uh, gone through and had a little bit more to say instead of, it's cool, man. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, folks can, uh, folks can watch for themselves and, uh, and partake. Yeah, I will be inserting links into the body of the of the description for this episode. So if anybody wants to like check out the videos and opening animations of the songs that we mentioned, you're welcome to do so. I will insert those because that is just what I do apparently. Mm-hmm. So, all right, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this one before we move along? I don't think so. I think we can keep a sprightly pace. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's move along to my first pick. Uh, My first pick is from the band Fripside. I have said many, many times that they are one of my favorite Japanese bands. I just absolutely adore their sound. I can't pick a runner-up from this band i have a favorite but there's the second place choice for this band is like tied between eight different songs so you're gonna give it a 10-way tie for uh for second place yeah, pretty much. I just, I can't pick a second favorite because, I mean, you got Sister's Noise, you got Black Bullet, you got the opening theme song from uh, Boarding School Juliet, which was one of those weird series that you wouldn't expect Fripside to be attached to, but there they are. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the uh, things I find amusing is, uh, what is it, the, the Black Bullet OP? I'm trying to figure out the timing, so apologies about clicking, but I'm like, it it sounds like a Flipsidean uh, uh, <laughs> when it's going... Da, 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 da. It sounds like they're pulling a Linked Horizon Attack on Titan opening <laughs> right there in the beginning of it. I'm like, I feel like Attack on Titan was big enough that they may have done that on purpose or been unavoidably affected by it. Uh, so my appreciation of Fripside is not terribly high, and I think that's almost entirely due to not having got into rail decks. Because uh, literally, they are a railgun specialist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thing. and I figure if I got into into railgun, I got really excited about it. Uh, then I'd be pumped on all of the uh, openings. But uh, I'm I'm not sure if I have anything that's meaningly a favorite because I don't have too much uh, exposure to it. I kind of interestingly like the Clockwork Planet. Clockwork uh, Planet. Opening, so is good well you i mean it's frip side so uh, <laughs> but, but i'm going to i'm i'm just gonna give a, a particular call out to uh the the opening to schwartz's mark and the only good thing about schwartz's mark <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but we can move along to your number one choice and uh, so my number questions after you play it, but I I almost think it's better to play to start it playing, and then let people go yeah, uh, uh, and reveal what it is after it's done. All right, sounds like a plan. Let's go ahead. Let's hit that button. So, all right, that was only my railgun, the very first opening theme from a certain scientific railgun. I have loved this song ever since I first heard it. The opening animation 
does it every single favor in the book as well, which is just so beneficial. Uh, the song is high energy. Normally, I don't go into high energy songs. I prefer ballads, actually. That's always been my preference. Um, but the high, the energy that this song puts out just gets me pumped up for such a long time. I would actually use this song as my uh, as my morning alarm. Sure. Yeah, when it, so when I heard it in the morning, it just woke me up and got me ready and pumped for the day. And so for a long time, that was it. I don't use it anymore. Now I just have my phone set to vibrate. Boring. Um, but yeah, I know. But yeah, so and the opening animation is equally high energy i particularly love that passage towards the middle where the teachers are just walking down the hallway and then they pass by a pillar and they're suddenly in their action armor and they're rushing off to a scene sure i think my uh favorite part is where the floofy twin tails teleports into uh her arms because it's cute. <laughs> Like, see, there we go. You have a teleporting floofy haired. Yeah, just as long as you're not speaking ill of Kuroko, sure I. Otherwise, you and I will have words afterwards. Ah, I'm speaking ill of anyone. I, I know one person's name in this show, so I, <laughs> I can't. Well, just, I guess, making, uh... ju- just making sure. <laughs> I, I think what cements it. it you know, it's a bit of, uh, what is it? There, there's that, uh, YouTube video, uh, every anime opening ever. If uh-huh. you've uh, seen that yeah, one, I've the, seen the kind it. of meme one where it just goes through the very common themes. So it starts off very much in the, uh, hi, here are our characters and we're running and we're all running in the field and we're running towards this thing. And I'm like, well, that, that's pretty, pretty runny right there. Uh, and then it looks like mostly normal themes. But I, th- I think right at the end it's cemented uh, with the, the quality of the animation around the iconic uh, she has her uh, coin and is starting to charge up and is basically going to blast the hell out of uh, anything in front of her. So that that feels like it it makes it because it also zooms in through the uh through the shock cloud and her hair is whipping about and it's uh definitely fun and and sets you up i think with with her as the you know show lens considering uh all things considering but mostly it's uh it's giving a normal look around and, and character introductions. So I'm not getting, I'm not getting too much from it. And, and from my own particular thing, it feels, it it's a little bit too samey. I, I can feel the pulse and the, the drive of it, but it doesn't quite go places that I, that I want my, uh, exciting pulse beating music to go so it feels a, a little bit too too samey for me to invest uh, uh favoritism in 
in this particular song, only my railgun, but uh, it certainly does top uh, our anime favorite OP lists. It it sits there competitively, beating people around. But uh, then again, there are there are a lot of OPs in there that I uh, I don't really know why they're they're there so much for quality of OP as opposed to everyone just loves the show and therefore they vote the OP. <laughs> uh, so that being the case and from the other you know comment i assume that of anything that uh there are frip side ops for railgun would obviously be the uh the the one that has the most uh impact for you in the long run i assume that's your favorite of any of the series there and of course it's also the longest running it's got the most uh uh you know i was gonna say spinoff but i'm like no wait this is the spinoff it <laughs> but it has the most series so uh yeah there are at least of them it looks like there are at least uh seven ops for railgun so i guess this would be the appropriate time to bring up when you have an artist, when you have a series, uh, how much is it simply, this is how I got introduced, this is OP1, it's how I got introduced to the show, and it hits with you uh, uh, because it's your earliest uh, exposure to it. This may, in fact, have been your exposure to Fripside entirely, I, I would assume. It's probably the one of the earliest things, and most likely the earliest of, of any attention that they would have had how much do you think that that cements a favorite in place if you know it's is it something that you associate with a show or with the characters or things is it is it op1 has an unfair advantage over other ops uh because i i tend i tend to consider that overall for me space brothers is one of those that does it because uh i'm one of the few people with whom feel so moon is such a i it's one of my favorite ops in general uh and i feel i can defend this but considering how few other people rank it in even the top three it makes me wonder you know how much of this is show impact and uh, order impact so because this is uh your favorite group and obviously or one of your favorite groups uh this by the way gets to connect to news at the end we'll bring it up uh when when we get there i thought we were going to lead off with that but uh so how much do you how much do you think that weighs in as well uh, I think it weighs in pretty heavily. Like I said, this actually was my first introduction to Fripside. They had done Koihime Muso beforehand, I believe. I want to say, yeah, they did Koihime they did? Muso. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, so this was my first introduction to the band. I've since, you know, acquired pretty much most of their albums from the last decade 
uh, and have chosen out a number of favorites from them. Uh, their other theme songs from Rail from the Railgun franchise are really well done. I mentioned a couple of them earlier. Sisters Noise is top tier anime op uh but this one will always hold that special place in my heart because it was the first song from them i heard and the first one that i loved right you can consider you know as we're going forward whether that what which of these things weighs in on uh uh what is it uh, uh, on the other op choices as we go along so uh are we gonna frip back over to me yep i do believe so let's go back over to you for your okay. second choice my second choice barely qualified i felt a little guilty uh about not having any male artists or male vocalist-led uh, artists, and I had a, a feeling that we wouldn't be getting any from you. So I wanted to, to give a nod to actually one of the largest, um, you know, acts in Japan. I forget how big Larkin Ciel is overall, but they're they're pretty damn huge out there over a long period of time and many albums sold. Uh, uh, I think most people would identify them from ready, steady go, but that is uh, not mine. Uh, uh, they don't have many, so I'm not going to list through any of them. My runner up uh is going to be Drivers High from uh, Great Teacher Onizuka. That's OP1. And before I go to my ultimate selection, or before you play the ultimate selection, uh, as I recall from the last cast, you didn't really have much to to say about them as a group, but what about uh, from, the, uh, from the five OPs you can possibly choose? Do you, do you have a personal favorite? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I would actually have to go with the theme song from Mori Bito as oh. my favorite from them. Interesting. I think that one gets forgotten a whole lot because no one really knows what Mori Bito is. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Let's go ahead. Let's play the song and then you can go ahead and introduce it. Man! 
So that one was actually uh, uh, in in English spoken, if you could make it out in there. It's called Blurry Eyes. It is the opening to a six-part, uh, what is it, early 90s etchy OVA series uh, uh, called the DNA Squared. Uh, it was definitely a funky little sci-fi rom-com pseudo etchy. I suppose you'd consider it etchy these days for the for the most part, uh, but it doesn't. It's it teases a lot more than it pays off. So you know that's that's part of it. It's uh, it's not a great show. It's it's definitely a show of its time. So this may make a return later on. Uh, but I definitely just love this uh, opening. I love Driver's High as well. So literally, uh, Lark got pulled in for merit of the strength of those two openings in general. Uh, I suppose the visuals aren't too much to uh, write home about. There are some parts of it where it almost seems like it's going to maintain a bit of the color configuration that uh, Noirs had, but that doesn't last too long. And then a whole lot of it is just leaning into exactly uh, shots from the show or uh, uh, what is it? Things from it. It uh, is just doing your character introductions. It's doing very minor visual effects with it but uh it's it's glamour shots you get a little bit of butt you get a little bit of teasing you get a little bit of apparently rhythmic gymnastics so that's good <laughs> uh some some super playboys and some vomit uh i will let everyone know considering the nature of the show and i was not terribly old when i would have run across this the first time you know, a lot of it was cute and minorly enticing, but there, there's actually one point in this opening where uh, the the childhood friend character, so this is right around one minute, eight seconds in, uh, you get a, essentially a look sort of implied a moment after she's put on her pants, so she's snapping her pants, and you get... Uh, uh, she's putting on her shirt, so you're barely missing uh, underboob from it. But the the striking nature of finishing uh, putting on her clothes and then thrusting her torso forward and getting a nice little coquettish staring off into the middle distance uh, <laughs> while still... Uh, pondering uh, uh, her bust. Uh, that that was affecting for the day. I I found that highly amusing. But uh, it's it's definitely driven entirely by the music for me. In this case, it's obviously serviceable enough for the show. But there's not too much to the show other than here are the characters you're going to meet, and some of the. Uh, implied sexy situations that you will you will get into with our vomiting playboy <laughs> i have never actually watched dna squared i remember one time i made the attempt to watch it 
but I got confused and <laughs> instead of watching DNA Squared, I ended up watching DNA Angel. Okay. I thought that they were the same thing for some reason at the time, so I ended up watching that one instead, and I, then just never got. I would around make a little more square. fun of that, except we did have an expanding horizons, which included included Yosuga no Sora, uh, which was literally not anything I had ever watched, and I was just confusing it with something in general, but I had put down the wrong name. So hey, that one uh, has uh, incest in it, so. <laughs> Happy accident, I gotta say. Uh, I think you can watch DNA Squared on Crunchyroll, in fact. So, it's worth taking a look at, if only to square this opening in the proper uh, context. You know, it definitely needs a lot of plot to uh, to really cement you in. Or you could just listen to it uh, a few dozen times. That That's up to you. So, all right. Are we ready to move on to my second choice? Let us move on, move on. All right. So my second choice, uh, the artist in question is someone who's been around for a while. She has done themes for uh, a fair number of different series. I can't remember exactly how many, uh, but that would be Kotoko. And we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, your experience with her. And I was actually really surprised when you said that you didn't have a whole lot of experience with Kotoko. Nope. Well, she, again, is a series specialist with uh, Shakugan no Shana, which, as much as I've purchased all of, literally all of the Blu-rays because they were those save editions <laughs> and, and were, like, you know, getting dumped on right stuff for, like, eight or ten bucks. And I'm like, well, I can't not buy this for, for that much. I never got around to actually watching them. Uh, so, so I think one of the only, uh, uh, series that I watched and enjoyed a lot was, uh, Marie Samagamiteru, but that's an ending. Uh, so because I haven't watched, uh, uh, stuff in, in what is driving your favorites, and I'm not going to mention <laughs> the, uh, uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of connection to it but i have a connection to one of them when i started playing i'm like oh okay i really like this one which is an odd choice but uh the reason is because anime music quiz for no apparent reason plays it an awful lot and <laughs> that is the uh opening called loop de loop which is for moto turaburu so yep. because i have watched to love rue <laughs> anime music quiz and my training for it by putting all of the OPs in a list had a tendency to just play this one all over, over and over again, so it settled in and I like it a lot. So that, that's my pick for a Kotoko song. I'm surprised what? that you didn't have a connection to her via like something like uh, Hayate the Combat Butler. I haven't watched Hayate the Combat Butler. So. You haven't? I have not. 
we're gonna have to fix that someday <laughs> apparently but anyways I, I do have a connection to Black Butler. Apparently, you are going to have to force me to watch every Butler-related series. Apparently. <laughs> but, alright, let's go ahead, let's play the song, and then I'll go ahead and introduce it. So that was Second Flight, the opening theme song to the teacher Please Twins, which was the spinoff of Please Teacher, which I was actually tempted to make my number one pick, but I decided to go with Twins and Over Teacher. Uh, I really enjoy this song. I find it to be really soothing, really fun. Uh, the opening animation is nothing overly special. I will admit that right off the bat. It's just it's a lot of character art showing off the three main characters and them kind of running around and, fro and occasionally frolicking and looking sad. Um, it kind of screams, this is a romance thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I agree. Though the, the music does not, and I, I particularly enjoyed this one it was not what i was expecting going into onagai twins and it's uh it's got a, a bit of a, a funky pulse to it i like it yeah i mean like i said the opening animation is nothing particularly special there's no real memorable moments from it if you want the memorable moments you'll actually have to watch the series which i will probably make you do someday um I, <laughs> there are so many of these that are that are coming down the pipe <laughs> someday well you, someday. Can't say, you can't say that i didn't warn you yeah that's true so yeah, but the song itself is really one of my favorite Kotoko songs. I think it's one of her best, uh, even though, you know, it is a good few years old. That's totally fine, though. It's Yeah, this is from 2003. I didn't even know there was anime back then. <laughs> so you, uh, 
so that this one managed to, now there's not a whole series of them of course but uh you know onagai teacher was your uh intro but you you managed to not make it your favorite so this this one defies the uh first exposure uh uh you know dominance but but not by much yeah pretty much i mean i do love the theme song to please teacher but like i said i just think that this one is a little better now is uh uh does it at least satisfy your uh uh of the op choices the the most long-standing favorite uh series it it feels like it does uh, how do you mean? Uh, as in, Hayate, the combat butler, is obviously there, but do, do you like Please Teacher and Please Twins more than any of the other series that would qualify, is, is what I mean. So, uh, it's oh, not the man. first OP of it, but does it still enjoy dominance of, I assume, repetition and uh dominance of of show over the other show options over the other options that she has yeah it does uh the opening theme songs to high octated combat butler and kanazuki no miko uh destiny of the shrine maiden is, are both really good i really enjoy them and they have a place on my ipod and mm. they get listened to on a fairly regular basis wait, but wait, yeah. a, wait a minute wait a minute you what? have an ipod yes i do like not not using a smartphone you're literally still using an ipod yes wow i feel like this is the 2021 version of uh crap i can't remember the name of the show now listen and it was uh, uh it was another show but there was a funny bit where someone mentioned get a bunch of music on his zune <laughs> like i was like you have a zune and uh, he laughed it off and said Haha, no i'll get my ipod so it was a joke because of course the zune was a joke but now it's like who has a dedicated mp3 player of any sort at this point so I do. Kind of funny. So bite uh, me. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it still happens. But that's what I mean. It it seems weird. It seems weird. Can it stream? If it can't stream, but... uh, actually, it's an iPod Classic, so it doesn't stream. Wow! But you can play Breakout on it. And yes, I can. Excellent. <laughs> I remember those iPod games. Let, let's talk about irrelevant tangents for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead. Let's move along to our third choice. Uh, we'll go ahead. We'll let you talk about yours. Who the hell was mine? I don't even remember. What did I do? I feel like I accidentally closed a window and threw myself off here. Hold on. Who did I, okay. Who did I queue up? Uh, oh, I okay. I I moved them around. So this uh, artist, I don't know if I listed her third or whatever. The order doesn't really matter in in this in the end. Um, 
but this particular artist I picked as somewhat of a uh, uh, another aside to uh, Megumi Hayashibara, who I eliminated from contention. Otherwise, I just would have had Megumi Hayashibara. Uh, this is someone who joined her on any number of things back in the day with Slayers, so that's why... Uh... God damn it, I had the list uh, over here before... Uh, th that's why I uh, am runner-upping the uh, the original Slayers theme, Get Along, because she's singing with Megumi Hayashibara in it, but I can't let it uh, win out overall. Did, did I already name Masami Okui, or did I even... I don't think I mentioned her name. So I'm babbling a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't don't you worry about me. She doesn't really have a a solid uh, entry on themes.moe, so I'm uh, I'm not able to peruse it in uh, quite quite as easily. I have to use my old notes. Um, but uh, so uh, so for me, get along, which would be the first time I ever heard her. But I think. In my mind, it's driven mostly by Megumi Hayashibara would have been the first time I ran across Masami Okui. Uh, uh, do you have any particular familiarity or when you when you peruse what she's done, if you if you did, do you uh, have anything in there or should I uh, just let you play play my number one? Uh, no, well, I don't have any familiarity with this artist, so... I will go ahead and I will play the song and I will let you intro it afterward. So I hope at least a decent percentage of people recognize that because it's an, well, it's an older show, but it 
makes me grouse to think 97 is an old show. <laughs> it seems like it enjoys enough uh, modern notice. Uh, that was the song Rimbu Revolution from the show Revolutionary Girl Utena. I just love the the progress in general. This is definitely one of those that I would have on, you know, heavy rotation with uh, with favorite stuff. It's on uh, my chronological list. It let me get someone who was, you know, only 25% shifted from Megumi Haishibara uh, <laughs> in the mention, but this is all her song, which is good. I love Utena's OP and the ED. Um, visually, I all things considered, seeing that it's an Ikuhara, uh, uh, <laughs> jaunt and everything else about the show, I kind of feel like it It could have been otherwise. Uh, it could have had a lot more stylization thrown at it. But in the end, it's 90% uh, just Utena and Anthe in it. So I feel it serves the purpose of linking these two characters strongly enough in the way that, uh, I mean, they're they're spinning in the center of a rose. Not a lily. That would have been maybe a little too on the nose. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll do that later. Uh, but, but they have nude silhouettes spinning in roses and then they're, uh, you know, d- damn near kissing within the first ten seconds. I feel like the OP does one thing well, and that's to link these two characters, which will of course be the through line for everything in the show uh you get like tiny little scenes with the okay these people fight with swords and here are some other characters and this guy's goofy sister uh so you get a little a little bit of the uh fun action that comes along with it as well but for the most part uh it just serves its purpose of uh linking utina and anthe uh but uh, you know in in the end it's it's largest about the uh the strength of song and her voice during it there are occasional ops where it it's not terribly clean but uh but this one i think she has the the strongest voice and the most interesting song Very cool. Like I said, I don't have a lot of familiarity with this artist, so I don't even I can't even chip in a runner up or anything of that sort, so Okie doke. We can move along. So alright, uh so for my number three <sighs> Okay. I admit it, this is not a good series, but it's a good song, and the opening animation is cute. The dancing in the bedroom is just adorable to me. Uh, but I will go ahead, I will play the song, we will discuss, I'll, I'll intro it, We'll dis- and we will discuss it.
think you're probably not supposed to play the full version of it, man. Oh, sorry. I must uh, <laughs> put in the wrong version. You got to review these MP3s afterward. If it, uh, if it goes to three minutes, 50 seconds, you've gone too far. <laughs> but if you didn't recognize our harmonies in that song, that was Clarice doing Hitori Goto from Aero Manga Sensei, which, okay, yes, it's not a good series, but the song is cute and I really enjoy the opening animation. This is another group where I have such a hard time picking a second favorite or runner-up. Uh, simply because they've done so many good OPs. Uh, Oreimo, which was another not great series. <laughs> uh, Madoka Magica, Nisikoi, Cells at Work. Uh, they've done a lot of great songs, so it's really difficult to choose a runner-up. If They do the Cells at Work openings? or, or the No, openings? they did the ads, but... Yeah who's counting you're not allowed to talk about eds man they're <laughs> verboten <laughs> but but very good so yeah so I, I like how you skipped right to the song and we had no intro of the group or talking about anything else yet yeah, i mean for a for the thing that sits deepest with me it it i mean it's almost impossible to supplant connect which is madoka magica's op because well Madoka Magica. Uh, yeah. But the uh, but the Oreimo one is good. One that I think gets skipped and I like quite a lot and was, uh, I was going to mention, is the uh, one for Moyashimon Returns. Now, I have a feeling <laughs> that I horribly insulted you the other day when uh, in another chat we were talking about I guess it was OPs of 2017. Was that what we were like all of them? And I think I, this was probably your top of that year. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, this was, uh, this was a good one for me. I don't know if it was my top for that year though. I was, uh, Listing off, uh, what is it, things like uh, Kakegurui's and, uh, uh, what's it, Princess Principle, and then uh, uh, a bunch of other stuff. And and so this one wasn't even in my top five just for the year, and you seem to take particular uh, uh, offense to that, because you said, but it's, it's Clarice, and I'm like, yeah, a little bit of Clarice goes a long way. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah now i remember you suck so uh we ended with it it's like no i'm not gonna blame this group in particular it just kind of has to do with the tonal quality somewhere along the line my brain just got to the point where it's very hard for me to get through a band's album because i'm getting too much sameness from the whole thing mm-hmm uh, there are certain ones maybe that uh, that cover a broader range of styles, but uh, with uh, Clarice, it's more you know the the very the very explicit vocal quality. I enjoy it and the the harmonies and it's handled well, but uh, it's it's hard for me to put on a playlist of uh, Clarice so. 
now the the visuals I actually like in this one more than a lot of the others. Uh, the uh, although in a weird way, I enjoy the beginning. I I enjoy it especially when it gets to the cutesy dancing in our bedroom part. That is of course uh-huh. you know iconic and everything else. Um, but the funny thing is in the back third of it it gets to the part of the song that I like the most and then it's just you know the two of them running through every other character on the show (laughs) well well, the animation just got kind of boring all of a sudden or or very normy (laughs) but I'm enjoying the song the most here so what's (laughs) but it ends with them staring weirdly through the doorway it could have ended a little better but uh, definitely uh, uh, Clarice is a, a noticed artist, and I know a lot of people, especially in the season, were were playing Aramanga Sensei's uh, an awful lot for for good reason. Yeah, so like I said, I still really dig this song. They've done a lot of great work, so it's hard to pick a runner-up or a second favorite. It's another it's another frip side case where there's just an like an eight-way tie for second place, and we'll call it good there. Sounds good. So, alright, let's go ahead, let's move on to our number four choices. Uh, I'll go ahead, I'll let you introduce your next choice. Uh, I think she's actually who I ended with in the other cast, but I'm I'm going to bring her up here. Uh, I don't have her page open, so I don't remember her name, but she goes by uh, True, and... uh, and has, of course, the all caps again. They they really like doing that for folks out there. Uh, so you have to make sure that you increase your volume appropriately whenever speaking her name. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, but she's she's one of those who she just has my vote for. I think the strongest overall quality of singing of a female vocalist uh there are very few who impress me to the degree that back in the day um naomi tamura did uh she did a number of rare things but she also didn't qualify because of the rules (laughs) she didn't do more than two damn ops uh so she, I consider sort of uh, uh, true as a modern reincarnation, not of uh, Naomi Tamura's singing, but literally of that kind of effect, just the, the way that it sits on me. Uh, she's done any number of things. Um, I, I enjoyed... It was the first thing that when... Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime season two started up. My brain picked up on the OP the first time and I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, m- 
my runner-up is going to be your favorite, so I'm just going to name it here. It is... Uh, I'm forgetting the name. Sincerely, uh, Violet Evergarden's OP. Am I yeah, correct? Yeah, 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 I totally. Can't see. I'm pretty sure it is the best song and best sung, but this is where there are other overrides for it as an op for me so you can you can launch into my favorite op of hers all right so let's take a listen Before I lean in, uh, like we said, we're experimenting both with the format and with the streaming quality. Uh, on your end, you're hearing, you know, skipping and, and halting and hitching in the middle of the songs as well from time to time, right? Yeah, I heard it. Sorry about so, that. Uh, well, we'll have to uh, figure out and, and make sure that we get clean sources or work on the process here so uh i i am sorry that uh everyone's experience possibly the first to the song dream solister which is the opening for hibike euphonium season one uh i just <laughs> i mean with it with this in the second place you can't fault any of the visuals because Violet Evergarden and Hibike Euphonium are, are basically Kyoto Animation looking their goddamn best. And when they lean into an OP, you know, it, it's brilliant. <laughs> In this case, for me, it's striking more personal chords because, of course, I was in band in high school. We've talked a bit about this kind of stuff. Uh, I feel like this one... Uh, uh, is joyous and exuberant and then leans a little bit into uh, not melancholic but a different kind of emotion 
uh, you get to see all of the characters with uh, their mannerisms in it. You get a a great scene with uh, you know it raining, and you see our our sad saxophonist and uh, very pretty rain, and then the sun comes out, and I I just feel like I am transported by the damn show. Uh, well, the opening in this case, and then you also get that one very quick shot of Asuka with the sun brilliantly behind her, staring at you, and my my heart catches a little there because Asuka's best girl. So, <laughs> uh, it 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 goes around a lot. I think this might this might be a bit of a a question again. This one out of all of the shows i definitely still rank ufo ahead of violet evergarden i know you would not uh i think the soundtrack in general violet evergarden is very strong um i mean ufo is is strong as well so i'm not sure how i would rank them musically together but this series also has my favorite musical moment in it uh when they're when they're at regionals in season two episode five when they're at the competition and you hear their set piece for the first time whole and you're in fact getting little bits of oh my god i didn't know that was gonna happen filled in and it's just the most emotional damn ride in existence there's a piece of all of that just in me watching the opening and uh and it's certainly uh uh you know the best presented uh you know instruments in creation as well so being able to see and fly around the band room and and people with their with their stuff uh violet evergardens might be a little bit more pretty in general and have a bit you know, of a higher scale of just straight up visual quality and animation, but uh, but Dream Solister just strikes every chord with me. Haha, <laughs> get it? Strikes every chord. <laughs> Man, yeah, there we go. So yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, my choice for this artist would have been Violet Evergarden. There would be absolutely no question about that, simply just because I enjoyed that series far more. And so it's just hits on a stronger emotional note for me. Um, the song itself is good. I like the opening theme song that for this series, but again, Violet Evergarden just hits a better note for me sure the uh, uh another one i'll give a quick call out to before we hand it off because i think it ended up in some dumb netflix abandoned where but there's an anime called uh aico incarnation and she did the opening for that and it's surprisingly good Again, probably like Schwartz's mark, and you know, it's the it's the saving grace of the whole show. <laughs> but uh, so let's move on. All right. So my next choice 
is from another questionable series. The <laughs> opening is good. The opening is good. The animation, not so much, because it's just characters staring off into space for a minute and a half. Uh, but the song itself is really good. It's by Yui Hori. I've been a fan of hers for many, many years. Uh, honestly, hearing that she is going to be in a cast, and even better, hearing that she's going to be singing the theme song for the anime is a really good way to get me interested in wanting to watch it. Uh, if you had to choose a runner-up, what would you choose? Well, um, definitely not the one you chose, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I had I had some problems picking because of show. Uh, uh, I would go with uh, Pure Pure, though, which is Toradora uh, OP1, except that's a cast song. Yui is among the other cast members, so I think if I uh, were going to go for one, um, what is it, uh, uh, of her where she's on her own, I'd have to go with uh, Sugar Sweet Nightmare, which is from uh, the Hanekawa arc, her arc in uh, Bakemonogatari. Yeah, that's a really good one, but let's go ahead, let's play the song. That was Love Destiny from the Holy Uninspired series, <laughs> Sister Princess. Uh, like I mentioned, Sister Princess is not a good series. It is aged like milk. The opening animation is just as bad. Like I said, it's about 90 seconds of cute girls staring off into space. Mm, sorry about cute, that. Cutish girls. <laughs> Sort of well drawn, cutish girls <laughs> staring up. 
But the song itself is really powerful for me. The reason why it has stuck out to me for so long is because of the violin work in it. I actually grew up playing violin, so hearing violin being used in a pop song was really mind-blowing for me when I first watched this series. And what really sucks about this opening theme, though, is that in the full version, the violin player gets a full 15-second solo towards Mm. the end, which is just absolutely amazing to listen to. I absolutely love it. I I actually downloaded the sheet music once and learned how to play the violin part to this song. Not that I ever did anything with it, but I did it anyway. Um, So that's what really annoys me about this song is that the mind-blowing violin player gets their part shrunk down to basically nothing, uh, which just annoys me. But anyway, Yui Hori does a really good job with this song. The vocals are really clean and strong. I like the lyrics. Well, you know, from what translations of it I've read. Um, But yeah, but again, Yui Hori has done a lot of great music. You mentioned a couple of her songs. I would also bring up the duet that she did with with, uh, Scramble, I want to say for school rumble yeah yeah that's i thought so yep yes that uh, i was tempted to uh to pick that i I think that's one of the more interesting ops uh the school rumble one it's definitely definitely different in general and excuse me and pretty fun uh <laughs> do you do you want me to talk about this one, or should we go next? No, it's fine. We can. I am, but skip. no, I was just gonna say because I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of her singing, man. <laughs> I can, I can understand, but uh, I definitely like her voice acting quite a lot. But I, uh, she, she doesn't connect with me even even though she's in a number of iconic things uh i feel that her her voice is just a a little bit thin so i keep waiting for it to sort of break out uh the way that trues does for instance in in the earlier ones and because it doesn't really quite get there in in any of the ops it it leaves me a bit sa- uh, dissatisfied, <laughs> and I'm not a real fan of that one. You just <laughs> you, you can make yeah, fun of one well, line, but I that that feels like a very mid range one of uh, of the Toradoras and the Motogats and the I think even the Golden Time ones were were pretty reasonable, but uh, but that one I guess the violin is doing a lot of carrying. Yeah, like I said, it has a really special place in my heart right. for because of that. I love the full version, which is a good, you know, four and a half, five minutes long. Um, I really enjoyed it at the time. It still has regular rotation on my MP3 player, my iPod okay. that we've established. So, <laughs> you know. 
so that uh I mean, the violin doesn't get much focus in the uh, Noir's OP, but it, it's there. So, yeah, does that uh, help give a give it a little kick for you as well? A little bit, yeah. Um, it doesn't have as much of a s- impact uh, when I listen to that one, simply just because the violin is there. But I it's more of a supportive role in the full version in the full version of love destiny the violin gets a starring role which is why i think it has such a special place with me gotcha yeah and of course that's what music does there's always going to be stuff that has a singular appeal it's it's a not a terribly objective endeavor. Uh, <laughs> after after you reach a, a a certain level of does not sound like ducks honking. Uh, after after that, you you get into oh, a whole lot of whole parcel of subjectivity. Um, now, who do who do we want to end with, though? Because of course. On our previous cast, we shared one of the entries who uh, I was saving till last on mine, and in, in yours, you've subbed in an extra. Uh, yeah, so what happened is we shared a particular song on the previous cast. I didn't want to end with both of us sharing it. I wanted us each to have five unique entries, so I subbed in a different choice. Uh, arguably, your choice is a lot stronger, though. So we'll go ahead, we'll end on, we'll start with my number five, and then we'll end on yours. Okay. So for my number five, once again, the series itself is not that good, but the song is. The song is one of the better options from the band Angela. Uh, I recently played the music video for this song for the very first time and was kind of amazed at the weird visuals. I'm Well, amazed is the wrong word because listening to this band you kind of expect weird visuals from their music videos, but that's besides the point. I'm getting off onto a tangent. Uh, The opening animation has some interesting moments in it, but uh, are you overly familiar with this group? I was not by name, but of course it's a very generic name. I looked in, and I'm familiar with some of the works, but not, not much with the group. Uh, they seem to have an association with things that Polygon Pictures does, because I, I see me some uh, adjin on their Knights of Sidonia. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the the Aho Girl opening is funny, but when I was looking through, I was I was familiar with a few of them, but the the one that came immediately. Uh, uh, to mind, I'm like, oh well, that that has to be my choice. Is the opening for a recent show? The uh, my life is villainous. Uh, yes, that opening is such a just a a fun time. Uh, so that I don't have a full uh, uh, you know catalog to know for sure, but 
uh, that that takes my my vote and my suggestion. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's play the song. So, all right, that was Spiral from the series Ashura Cryin, which, again, not a great series. It's kind of a bland supernatural action series. But the opening theme song, this one really stuck with me over the years, uh, mostly because I really liked a driving beat, much like uh, with Ripside. This song is really energetic, which is unlike my usual taste. I usually prefer ballads, like I said earlier. Um, but this one was still really strong. I really enjoy it. The second uh, season uh, OP is really good as well, mostly because that one impressed me by how fast she's able to sing. Uh, but other than that, this is just a really solid o- outing for this band. It was, I believe, my first introduction to them. So it goes back to that point you made earlier in the episode about your first exposure being and being your strongest. Right. I think there was only two series you could have gotten to them through earlier than that. But. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, overall it, it was visually serviceable. I, uh, definitely enjoyed this particular level of driving, uh, better than only my railgun or whatever. Uh, it, uh, uh, it, it feels better in general and i i feel like there is a more contrast between the the vocals and the beat and it's it it uh has sort of interesting harmon uh melodies to it rather than uh, uh a fairly straightforward one so now what i feel like i should challenge this ballad thing because until what we're moving to next, literally nothing of what you've done 
or anything that we've talked about except Violet Evergarden's OP has come even close to balance. <laughs> so Jeez. it feels like it feels like you're bringing this up a lot. I'm like, yeah, but when does it? Ma- Wait a minute. What what are all of the ballad OPs? OPs usually aren't that anyway. There's not you know a huge amount of call form. It it depends, of course, if it's a, a drama, then you're apt to get it. But uh, I feel like we're missing something here because you're you're bringing it up, but I'm not sure how it uh, uh, it fits in. It doesn't really. It's just something that I felt the need to mention. But no, take a drive with me sometime and listen to my music for a couple of hours. You'll tr- you'll understand what I mean. Okay, you you just mean as overall listening, overall listening preferences, but due to the nature in in which OPs are OPs and OP artists generally are, you know, you're you're violating it a bit. Yeah. Gotcha. So where, who, who we got, we got this one last person. I feel, Oh, okay. I, the page was, excuse me, further down. Uh, wow. There's actually even good modern stuff. I'm, I'm really surprised with Maya Sakamoto in general. It feels like she's been around forever, uh, rather like Megumi Hayashibara, and that's, again, the reason why I considered her a gimme, is she impresses me in so many damn ways that uh, if I had her around, it would have been automatic. I almost feel like I maybe should have eliminated Maya Sakamoto, because when I started leaning in, I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) she's been all of these parts we've had expanding horizons where she's been playing roles uh in it she's had all of these ops uh i wanted her again as a uh uh, sidelong glance at uh the the dearest and best yoko kano because she is definitely associated with maya sakamoto in a number of things but it's She's not a controlled act by any means, but they've had uh, a a lengthy and important collaboration on any number of things. And it's kind of funny to see that, you know, she's been doing the openings for Amanshu and Arte and Bem and things that are very modern season, because I, I kind of feel like she's a 90s sort of person, but uh, no, she's pr- pretty prominent all around. Uh, so I, I know what you're going to pick and it happens to be my pick. So I'm instead going to mention, I guess the, the top three, since this is the, the standout artist, uh, for me, one of my favorite OPs that she has done was one where she was the, uh, excuse me the lead role in it as well, and that's from Vision of Escaflone. Uh, that I've mentioned it before, and, and she gets to connect through that, but that's, I think, my favorite OST still. Uh, if I'm going to rummage around in Yoko Kano's work for a while, uh, Escaflone is one of those that uh, it, it feels like it has a very classical music drive 
to it as well. Um, and it, it has very pulse-pounding tracks. Uh, I think uh, the Escaflone OP is pretty pretty brilliant in general and uh, a great way to get into the show. Another show from around that uh, era, the... Uh, uh, I don't know how well the modern treatment of Razifan is. At the time, certainly, it was just felt like someone trying to cash in on the success of uh, Evangelion. <laughs> I think I enjoyed Razifon more than Evangelion, so maybe that's a heresy to speak about. But uh, the the opening for that one, uh, Hemisphere, again, is just great. So I encourage folks to to seek both of those out. But in the end, there can be only one winner, and I think we talked about it the most when we did the previous cast, so you know it's coming, and it, it's tops for both of us, so light her up. So that is the song Kiseki no Umi, uh, which is from the Record of Lodos War TV, the, uh, what is it, Chronicles of the Heroic Knight. Uh, that was a late 90s jaunt. Uh, for me, the OVA opening is more iconic, but this one is just tremendous. <laughs> it, it's about the song almost entirely but you know the the visuals are stand out for the time and extremely solid and gives you a great intro to it it's not it doesn't evoke the same thing that the OVA opening did visually either but uh it it certainly works for me um i love 
most particularly when the song, you know, after that, when you get to the halfway mark, it starts to lead in and you get the harmonics in and you get uh, stronger and it's, uh, it, I, I don't know why I want to use the word crunchy for it, but there's, there's <laughs> something about it that mentally just digs talons in there and uh, makes my, my brain just swim around lovingly for another uh, 30 seconds and then it uh, trails out well. Uh, I, I'm not sure what else there is to say particularly except uh, goddamn. <laughs> uh, I actually love the visuals in this opening animation, particularly the moment that stands out to me is when it starts with a, a faraway shot of Deedlet, and then it's kind of gradually zooms in a little bit to a close-up of her face and her hair is being swept away by the wind and oh my goodness that is just such an iconic shot for me yes well the more deed lit the better that is that is true but uh even there i think one of the more striking visuals is when you see parn right in the beginning they've just flashed the title at you and he's coming in from a really dark frame and a really dark low camera high angle shot of a black horse and him uh going in so that that i find striking as well and then uh the wind swept and you zoom in and yes that's that's where deedlet comes in after the dragon so she bookends the uh the parn dragon deedlet which is great but uh parn usually doesn't get a whole lot of you know respect <laughs> so uh of course they are you know the the two around which the series mostly revolves so therefore uh they get to have the most op love we understand because after that it, it moves largely into uh actual just regular anime scenes and then occasional still character promo shots just showing off you know there's fantasy going on here but uh but in the in the meanwhile where it's sort of like the uh what is it the other one <laughs> i think the song gets more interesting right as the an animation gets less interesting which, which is it feels like an odd choice <laughs> but uh you know it's it's still quality uh but it it's all about uh it's all about that song and that voice. So Indeed. So I think that about wraps things up for our primary lists. Did you have any other thing else before we debut our new little feature? No, not not unless you want to burn a whole bunch more songs and just play, them, play songs for half an hour. We can do that if you want. I'm, I'm not no. sure they'll stick around for it, though. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's introduce our new segment. This is a segment that I used to do on my old podcasts way back in the day. We're talking, you know, eight or nine years ago. Uh, the name of the segment is The Big Deal of the Week. It is inspired by a particular person who I once sent a tweet to, and they replied back with Big Deal. 
Uh, I'm not going to give any more context than that. I'm just going to say that they inspired this segment and I thank them for it, uh, whether they know it or not. Uh, Before we get into my big deal of the week, though, uh, I believe you have a piece of news. Basically, the point of this segment is to just choose one news story from the last week or so that uh stands out as something that everybody should know about everybody in the fandom community at least uh so what do you have to say so my big deal is to emphasize that your big deal is so much of a big deal that it needs two big deals (laughs) so i don't have a big deal Except to, uh, we, we talked about DNA squared earlier. I'm squaring your big deal. Uh, and mentioning that uh, the big deal actually has a connection to uh, Fripside mentioned before. Because you, uh, as I recall, you had revealed on that other podcast that uh, you, you feel like uh, at some point you were you know, desperately wanting more Fripside and they dropped a, uh, a new best of collection or something to that, uh, respect. Is it, what, am I remembering that correctly? Uh, Kotoko was the one who oh, released Kotoko, the best of. Okay. One, one of the artists in here was, uh, you were, you, you hadn't heard from them in a while and did did you send a, a tweet their way or something? Was that seeded from from something so you could state a claim as to, oh, they must have obviously seen me, or were you just wishing hardly? I was just wishing. Okay, just wishing. Well, in this case, in a very similar situation, your your wish, something happened. Let, let us know what happened. Oh, okay. So we're segueing back over to me? Yes. Okay, well then, my big deal is that one of my greatest wishes has been granted. Um, This is something that I have been screaming about and hollering about for eight years now. I had honestly given up pretty much all hope that it was ever going to happen but devil is a part-timer is returning for a second season and that is my big deal because god damn is that a big deal (laughs) i i believe uh it was brought up uh because we've already covered devil is a part-timer on an earlier podcast so y'all can check that out but i'm sure at least 10 to 15 minutes of uh pining and wishing and uh, desperately wanting more came up while we were chatting about it. So, uh, eight years. Yep. Eight years of wanting more being told by pretty much everyone, including the creator that it probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, we finally got, the conclusion to the light novels just recently i have no idea how the series ended please do not tweet to me to tell me because i will not read it i will just ignore (laughs) it uh because i'm reading the manga and the manga is further behind than the light novel 
but yeah eight years of waiting and wanting and screaming until i was blue in the face that everyone needed to watch this and yeah if earlier today we recorded it we're recording this on saturday night it was revealed that it is getting a second season i had at least three or four people across different servers tagging me <laughs> as I was sleeping so that it was the very first thing I saw when I woke up. Uh-huh. You're like, what's with these people? Honestly, yeah, because I wasn't <laughs> seeing the context. All I was seeing was LB is going to be so excited about this. LB is going to cream over this. <laughs> and it was just like, what well, are you guys talking? Do I have yeah, to scroll like, more? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what you guys were talking about until I got to my <laughs> PC and scrolled up. Oh, okay. You, you only saw the list of responses, not the context. That's Yeah. That's pretty funny. So, you can be real with me. Who did you threaten, and how, to make this happen? I can neither confirm nor deny any of these allegations. Okay, good. That's, that, that, that is the correct response, though it sounds surprisingly practiced. So, I will not <laughs> inquire any further into this situation. Now, they didn't announce anything other than there is a season two, so we won't know how long they may do one more core or it feels like because you said it didn't do too well so it feels like probably they'll throw another core out and see whether or not it has pickup along with the old one in the modern era but uh... if they give us another chihaya fury treatment <laughs> and give us like six years in between each season I am hey, going to throw such a hissy fit. What, one and two were only two years. That's pretty normal. And they were two core each, so that's fine. <laughs> Devil is a part-timer is one core eight years. So the, the only ones who get to uh, complain at this point to that degree, I believe, are Spice and Wolf fans, which includes us. So, <laughs> so let's complain about that. At least it does warm the cockles of my heart uh, uh, for you, but also that uh, weirdly any dream can drum, can come through. So you, you, you can't write anything off if something like this comes back. We've had ancient anime that gets a modern retreatment like uh, Dororo, you get weird things that just pop back up out of nowhere, like, uh, like what is it, Ushio and Tora got a modern retelling. I'm not sure if they got through all of it. Uh, you get, you know, a, a series that didn't get a complete adaptation, but got a solid one that's well-regarded and, and still watched, and yet they came back and said, okay, Fruits Basket, we're doing everything, go. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So I, I like that this is always just kind of a thing, and uh, we can always be very surprised and very encouraged by that. So hopefully hopefully you get news that they're, they're saying, you know, we're going to do everything. Now that, the, now that it's finished, we're going to do four cores and do everything. I'm not sure if it would take four cores. But I don't know, but yeah, I'm really hopeful 
that they decide to do everything. I would really enjoy it if they would just, you know what, it's done. Let's just animate it all, get it all out there, and call it a day. It does feel, uh, do you know how long ago the the last novel was finally done? Was it? Uh, I have to look it up. Only a few months, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Well, looks like about eight. So uh, August 2020, 27 volumes. So maybe them committing to everything is a little beyond our hope. Uh, but it would be nice to get uh, at least. Well, obviously they'll do one core, but it would be nice to get two core so that they yeah. get some get some momentum going again and see how well. It's uh, it all does, and see whether or not that gives them enough gusto to to do the rest uh, by twenty twenty nine. So yeah, so that's my big deal of the week. I don't care what else happens this weekend. Honestly, just waking up and hearing this news was enough to make my weekend. I am so beyond thrilled. I am pumped. I shared the news with friends. They shared the news with friends. And I had one friend in particular who said that he walked up to another person, shared the news, screamed in their face. They screamed back. <laughs> Good times were had. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, um, so my, my 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 only unfortunate thing, I mean, I definitely remember when Chihaya season three was announced. I was uh, rather freaking out for a while. You can probably copy and paste the day in which we found about Chihaya Furu season three from Discord. But uh my only lament is that uh if you know, they drop and say, okay, we're doing another 99 of Space Brothers. Uh, I will not be able to participate in this segment because I will be dead. <laughs> but uh, that that's the only unfortunate angle. But no, know that I, I'm, I will be with you uh, when that happens. Awesome. <laughs> God, how so many years I... has that been? Seven. Seven. Okay, well, it hasn't passed eight. Eight apparently is the magic year. Uh, if Mushishi can come back with a season two after eight years, uh, eight years is maybe a magic number. I, I don't think it worked for Spice and Wolf, but we still have time for uh, for other shows. So let's go. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's wrap things up at that point. It's been a fun couple of hours, but this is going to be all sorts of fun to edit uh, yes so... <laughs> i uh i i feel for you from an editing perspective uh and uh folks can again let us know what they think about trying to do something where we're mixing in live audio uh music recordings it's the only way to handle certain things we want to do so I know we want to keep it up to a degree, so we're going to try to refine how we're doing it. Yeah, so if you have any comments, you have any 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 suggestions, please feel free to send them to us on Twitter or Patreon or wherever else you listen to these podcasts. 
Uh, but yeah, on that note, let's go ahead. Let's wrap things up. Thank you, CT, for joining me for another fun discussion. Thanks for having me. Good night, everybody. And thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, please leave a little rating or a little review wherever you listen to these podcasts. It really helps us out. Uh, also, please don't be afraid to share these podcasts. If you know anybody who think you might dig on one of our episodes, feel free to send it their way. We are always happy to have more listeners. Uh, until next time, have a great night, everybody, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.